the American Telephone and Telegraph Company, ever known as AT&T Corporation, was a major staple of American telecommunications from its foundings in 1887 to 1984 when it broke up. The AT&T Inc. that you see today is not the same one, but I'm going to tell you all why. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode number 8 of the Brands Tech um, Discussion Series. And let's get to it. So, with the Bell system, it was initially established, as I mentioned before, um, when um, Alexander Graham Bell created American Telephone and Telegraph. And from there, it really continued on throughout the decades. And eventually, it absorbed its parent company as well, Bell Telephone. And... Continuing with it through the years, it continuously expanded to um, encompass not only the actual telephone systems itself, but also the manufacturing process, the innovations, having components such as Bell Labs, and so many more that were added onto it. And so to go over a brief overview of what the Bell system encompassed in. It had four main components. The local telephone companies, AT&T um, Long Lines, Western Electric, and Bell Labs. And that is coupled with the um, original AT&T Corporation, all five of them becoming the overall Bell system. And in fact, you can learn more information about this on the AT&T Tech Channel which is located on YouTube. They have a lot of archival information that I personally find um, very fascinating. But but anyway, so with this, AT&T practically existed as one of the only telephone companies and one of the only ones um, that could be successful. The main reason for that is because they practically owned a monopoly on the whole thing. But um, as AT&T would say, though, they were a legal monopoly, meaning, meaning that the government, clients, and so many more needed their services in order to run telephone. And thus, you couldn't really split them up. That is until the 1980s. Beforehand, you did have a couple of um, antitrust laws that came into effect that really changed the way that we interpreted monopolies and thus AT&T had to give up certain things like their like their components in Japan, Latin America and other places Canada included in the 18 I mean 1970s but which became Bell Canada which still exists today fun fact but until about 84 no one really dealt with AT&T's monopolistic status. And when it came about, they were trying to figure out what was the best way to um, break up AT&T. 
to make sure they could be fair for everyone here in the United States of America. And what they decided to do is they let Bell, the AT&T company, modified the final judgment of the um, other lawmakers, or rather law enforcers, the uh, legal system, and allowed for Bell to be split up where the different localities can have their own version of the Bell system. And the judges agreed where different different jurisdictions could have different versions of the overall Bell system. And so thus, there were seven divested companies split off to not include the other four components of AT&T, thus making a smaller AT&T corporation overall, but still allowing for it to operate as is, as long as they do not purchase, AT&T Corp does not purchase the other companies. And this was thought as a genius and the death of what they then called Ma Bell. And yeah, this was a major stepping stone towards allowing a little bit more freedom into how we operate our telephones. And by then, the breakup companies then became referred to as the Baby Bells. And these were to include the, of course, well, not including the overlying AT&T system, but you had Ameritech, Bell Atlantic, Bell South, Cincinnati Bell, well, Cincinnati Bell was separate. Hold on. My bad. So, Ameritech, Bell Atlantic, Bell South, 9X, Pacific Telesis, and Southwestern, Southwestern Bell, and U.S. West. Those were the seven breakup companies of AT&T. Now, I mentioned Cincinnati Bell. That one, alongside the Southern New England Telephone Company, um, were separate split-offs because AT&T did not fully own them, but they were included within the break-off, and so thus they became a little bit more secure, I suppose, uh, their independence. And so they were all now separately operating, but still working somewhat alongside AT&T, but having their own geographic regions to essentially be a monopoly of. Isn't that ironic? And... That continued throughout the years, but even though AT&T wasn't allowed to purchase these companies, they sort of figured out a workaround. You see, Southwestern Bell was one of the smallest of the baby bells, and they ended up purchasing some of the other bells. And so, so they ended up purchasing Bell South. They also purchased... The uh, Ameritech, yeah, and the and some other distant subsidiaries as well, and yeah, thus they essentially rebuilt the AT and T empire essentially, and they end up buying the original American Telephone and Telegraph Corporation and becoming AT and T Inc that we know today. Well, before they were called SBC Communications, Southwestern Bell, but around 2005, they did indeed buy AT&T. So thus, the AT&T you see today is thus actually 
a breakup of AT&T. How fun is that? And 9X and Bell South, I mean, 9X and Bell Atlantic merged and they became Verizon. And eventually Verizon had a partnership with Vodafone in the UK and made Verizon Wireless her then called the Subco Partnership. And so then the last one, which was US West, they became CenturyLink. And so, well, Quest and then CenturyLink. And so if you look at the history, that's actually pretty cool that they all came from a same, a similar backstory. And yeah, so AT&T and Verizon, even though they're rivals, they come from the same history. And so I just find this really fascinating that that really, that all of this came from the Bell system. So even though the U.S. government essentially moved everything over and changed everything, broke up the Bell system to present, to prevent all of this, you know, monopolistic opportunities, they practically strengthened since then. So it's really interesting to see how all of this came about, especially within a semi-relatively short time period. So it should be interesting to see how it goes going forward, such as with, with CenturyLink. And... Yeah, will they become one of the big the big bads too? And I mean, you have so m- many other opportunities, and so it wasn't until the Bell system split up that competitors such as I think Brown Telephone that became Sprint were even a viable company. And even then, it took decades for them to become a household name, really with the innovations of cell phones. So this is all just really interesting to think about. But I hope you all enjoyed it but with that being said that is it for today's episode about the bell system it's really fascinating and if you have a chance to scroll through uh atnt's archives on youtube about um they actually walk through the whole bell system process it's quite fascinating but until next time this is the COVID 19 pandemic so please be safe do do what you need to do to protect yourself whether it be like the new guidance for mask or otherwise. But until next time, have a wonderful day. Stay safe and I'll see you all next time. Bye.